Global Crisis Bible Prophecy Health and Preparedness You are just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to consider Bible prophecy and your truth in light of world events, and we do ask for discernment and understanding as we think through these things from a biblical perspective. Please give us a spiritual revival and a love for Jesus and for Bible truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch. I'm Scott Ritzema, your host, again, for a 30-minute news broadcast and one that we haven't had for quite some time. I've been traveling with the family, doing speaking engagements in California, and back in my home state of Michigan, going through all of the news headlines of what's been happening in our world in just the last few days, it's as if I'm reading Bible prophecy once again. All of the apocalyptic signs of the last days, they're all going from a, a simmer to a boil at this point. The UK Sun reports, planet closer to catastrophic World War III than at any time for 60 years, experts warn. And of course, 60 years would take you back to the beginning of the Cold War. These experts, military experts and think tank People are reported in the UK Sun newspaper saying that the planet is closer to a catastrophic World War III scenario than at any time for the last 60 years. Transition from that one to the violence and mayhem in the cities of America. 90 murders in Chicago last month alone. Milwaukee had their deadliest month in 25 years. And then add to that, a surge in deadly violence in San Bernardino could outpace Chicago. Chicago, the most, most violent city in the country. And then when you pan out and look at the 25 largest cities in America, murder rates are soaring across the board. So, what does this mean? This means that the love of most would grow cold in the last days. We're seeing an increase in rebellion and violence as is written about in 2 Timothy chapter 3, which lists a bunch of the signs of the times. Jesus in Matthew 24 said, take a look at these wars and rumors of wars, at the, the, the waning of natural affections, and you start to see the breakdown of the civil order. You start to see nations rising against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. UK Telegraph reports, modern life is killing our children. Cancer rates in young people up 40% in 16 years. I could not believe how just stratospherically massive these jumps in cancer rates are among young people. That's a 40% increase in young people's cancer rates in only 16 years. Sad, tragic, biblically prophetic. September 3, of course, a few a week or so ago, little over a week ago, we saw the largest earthquake in the history of the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, of course, has made headlines by having all sorts of record-breaking earthquakes in terms of the frequency of 
earthquakes in a place not known for earthquakes. Now the 5.8 magnitude earthquake that, that shook several states around Oklahoma really made some serious headlines especially to the student of Bible prophecy, because we know to expect an increase in the frequency and the intensity of natural disasters as we approach the close of time and the final final events of Bible prophecy. Now, this headline really jumped out at me. This is a local CBS news outlet in Kansas. It says, USGS, that's the United States Geological Survey, those who are the experts on earthquakes, USGS urges Kansas to prepare for earthquakes, Kansans to prepare for earthquakes like Californians. So the state of Kansas and the Kansans in the state of Kansas are supposed to now have the same mindset about earthquakes as California and Californians, which of course is famous for deadly and dangerous earthquakes. And their infrastructure is built with that in mind to a certain extent. Kansas also, apparently, in the times in which we live, also an earthquake danger zone, which reminds me also of this Australian news piece that I noticed. It says a series of overdue high-magnitude earthquakes is expected to strike at any moment along some of Earth's major fault lines, an expert says. This is UTS geotechnical and earthquake engineering senior lecturer Dr. Bazhad Fatahi. He said, quote, no one in the world is safe from the looming natural disasters of potentially apocalyptic proportions. Doesn't this sound like a Bible prophecy seminar? No, this is a serious seismologist and expert in earthquakes. He says we're looking at, quote, apocalyptic natural disasters. Apocalyptic is the word taken from the book of Revelation. The Greek word for revelation is apocalypsis. This would be the revealing. This is about last day events. They can't help but use biblical language. Going on with his quote, he says, There are a lot of magnitude 6-plus earthquakes overdue in the Middle East, India, China, Japan, and the U.S. Now, you might remember the analysis that I walked you through on the 6.0 and higher earthquakes decade over decade since the 1970s. We've seen an increase in the number of 6.0 magnitude earthquakes per year every decade since the 1970s. And they're saying we're kind of behind schedule. We're supposed to be seeing some more. So really, it's understating. You're going to see an increase in that upward growth curve in large earthquakes on the Earth. He says there are some fault lines that have not released their energy for a while. There are at least 5 to 10 that are overdue. But we don't know when they're going to happen. The question is not, will they be activated? The question is, when? Dr. Fatahi said there was a, quote, return period for earthquakes, and those that didn't strike within the expected time frame only came back stronger. He said an example of this was the 7.8 magnitude earthquake in Nepal that left more than 8,000 people dead in April last year. You can expect a particular fault line to be activated every 100 years or 500 years, he said. If the period is longer, we expect higher magnitude earthquakes. Looking at the history of some of those major fault lines, some are very overdue, he said. The return period has passed, but the earthquakes haven't happened, so we are just waiting for them to happen. Implication, they're going to happen, and they're going to happen stronger, more strongly, more intensely. 
And so everything we've seen, uh, we've seen the data of the increase in the magnitude and frequency of earthquakes. That's only going to intensify going forward, says the seismologist reported on in this Australian news article, Dr. Fatahi. Very interesting that these predictions, that these realizations are coming from secular sources, even using words like apocalyptic scenes coming upon the earth. Now, when you go over news like that and the wars and rumors of wars and World War III, greater danger than in the last 60 years and violence on, on the rise and terrorism, you know, you look at the headlines of this world and, and human beings just lo- completely losing touch with Jesus Christ and with their family unit and with an, a sense of inner peace and confidence in, the, in, in salvation and in security in Jesus, we, people start to lose it. And so whenever I share the headlines like this, I always want to mention the very important Bible verse. Perfect love drives out all fear, said the Apostle John in 1 John. Perfect love drives out all fear. So these headlines are important because they prove and sustain Bible prophecy. They show that we are living in the very times foretold in the Bible. But perhaps more importantly, as the world is falling apart all around us, the most important message, in addition to, yes, the prophecies are being fulfilled, that's huge, but even more importantly, is our personal walk with Jesus Christ, our relationship with him. And when you see these events or personal events happen in your life and catastrophes and apocalyptic crises come into your own home, you've got to turn to the Bible, to Jesus, walking with him like Enoch did for 300 years. I don't think we have that much time, but if we did, we could still walk with peace and assurance with Jesus Christ. So don't allow the tumultuous events of our age to bring you into a state of anxiety and fear because neurologically that's not healthy when you have the amygdala firing off in the brain then areas of the frontal lobe are disengaged with that we want to have always very much engaged and god doesn't want us to live in a state of fear this is not his will for us he wants us to have the peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds in christ jesus and that's the solution that's the key christ jesus Are we fixing our eyes upon him in the midst of the apocalyptic events? CNBC reports, speaking of concerns on all fronts, this one economic. Billionaires are holding a record $1.7 trillion in cash. So the wealthy of the world are worried about something. They're they're moving into cash, cash positions like never before. Record amounts of cash positions. In other words, low risk anticipating some bad things economically. Now, of course, there was some economic news that came out a couple of weeks ago. 150,000 jobs were added to the U.S. economy in August. And when you read the headlines, well, this is, this is great. This is a good thing. But you analyze this a little bit more from an economic perspective. 150,000 jobs in a month is really about enough to keep up with population growth. And I found on a spiritual level, it was kind of sad that the biggest gains in jobs were in bars and restaurants. Nothing inherently evil about a restaurant. I certainly don't want to endorse a bar. But unfortunately, most of these restaurants are serving up quite unhealthy food. You know, I remember the um, verse in Matthew 
And it's repeated also in Luke in the, in the Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24. Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Men were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Eating and drinking. So as the global economy continues to stifle and struggle and in and, and, and major places take nosedives, here in the United States, what's, what's keeping us moving forward? Men eating and drinking. Bars and restaurants, the largest sector of job growth. But of course, 58,000 people during this same time period left, left the labor force, departed from the labor force altogether. So in other words, if they were looking for a job, they stopped looking. Or if they were employed, they stopped being employed and didn't look for a job. So anybody who's not looking for a job is not considered part of the labor force. So they're not included in the unemployment statistics. So unemployment really went up even while the unemployment number stayed the same. So we've got some rather Orwellian economic data that really obfuscates and, and masks what's happening in reality. But the Wall Street Journal reported, quote, near full employment. In 2015, the work rate for American males aged 25 to 54 was 84.4%. That's lower than in the, at the end of the Great Depression when it was 86.4%. We'll drill into that data point as well as some other news items right after the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to 11th Hour Dispatch with author, teacher, and speaker Scott Ritzmer. For more programs and information, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. There has been a full-on frontal assault on the human mind in our society. College professors are famously aghast at the lack of reading and writing skills in their students. Couple that with a recent study, it was found that only 31% of college-educated Americans can fully comprehend a newspaper story. Literally 30% of Americans cannot find the Pacific Ocean on a blank map, and a full 26% of our society believes that the sun revolves around the earth. It's time to wake up. To come apart and be separate, saith the Lord. The DVD series is called Schooled. The deliberate agenda to reduce individuality, destroy intelligence, and re-engineer society. In Schooled, you'll hear it straight from the mouths of the founders of modern schooling themselves. They're quite proud of it. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com and use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Back. This is 11th Hour Dispatch, and the website is 11thHourDispatch.com. I'm Scott Ritzmer, your host, and just before the break, we were going over the economic news, which, according to the mainstream media, was spun as everything is fine and dandy. But, of course, the last factoid before the break was that among men aged 25 to 54, the actual work rate, which is the ratio of employment, 
to population was 84.4%. That's lower than it was at the tail end of the Great Depression in 1940 when it was 86.4%. So in other words, there were more men aged 25 to 54 working in the Great Depression than now as a percentage of that total age group. Benchmarked against 1965 when American men were at actual full employment, there is what the Wall Street Journal calls a male jobs deficit that would be nearly 10 million men. And that's even after you take into account the older population, more adults in college, and so on. Now, all of this economic news, all of this, what we've seen with the World War III dangers being the highest they've been in 60 years and the cancer rates among youth up 40% and the apocalyptic earthquake news, all of this really is in the background of some absolutely historic moves in the religious world. Those are usually the most telling indicators of the direction we're heading as a world today. And so the religious news comes out of Reuters. Shimon Peres, the former prime minister of, of Israel, floats the idea of a UN-style united religions with Pope Francis. Former Israeli President Shimon Peres has held talks with Pope Francis to illustrate his idea for a UN-style organization of united religions to combat violence in God's name. And it is tragic that so much happens in the name of religion, which true religion, the true religion of Jesus Christ, following him as our Lord and as our Savior, that starts to get looped in with all of this madness and insanity out there that is truly violent. But then you might remember the statement by Pope Francis a couple of years ago when he said, anybody who believes in a fundamental view of their scriptures, of their religion, of their religious teaching, anybody who's a fundamentalist of any religion is violent, even if they're not violent. That's pretty much a direct quote. It says a fundamentalist group, even if it takes no acts of violence, is violent. It is violence in the name of God. Their mental structure is violent. If you can make sense of that, that, help me out, because I'm just looking at that going, whoa, that is a serious, serious threat to anybody who says, I believe in a literal view of, of creation, of the second coming of Jesus. I believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That is a fundamentalist view of the scriptures. And according to the present Pope, not only is that hate speech, but that is actually violence. And so when you read in this article from Reuters about a UN-style organization of united religions to combat, quote, violence in God's name, don't think that this is going to end with trying to eliminate Islamic jihadist terrorism. This is coming to a fundamentalist, Bible-believing religion near you, in your own home. Perez, age 91, who was president of the Jewish state until July and is one of the Middle East's most prominent elder statesmen, spoke to the Pope for about 45 minutes on Thursday in his residence, the Vatican said. Quote, in the past, the majority of wars were motivated by the idea of nationhood. Today, instead, wars are sparked above all with the excuse of religion, Perez said. 
So those were the two causes throughout history. Nationhood was the great scourge of the 20th century, leading to world wars, leading to all of this. So we need to have a one world political structure, a United Nations. They formed it right after World War II that will finally bring peace. We can end nationhood was the goal. A new world order was the goal. And the present pope called for a true religious or a true global political authority to combat global warming. So they're still pushing for a global political authority instead of to necessarily prevent nation versus nation wars. Now it's to prevent global warming. But what Perez is saying here is it's religion itself that is the cause of wars now. So we need a one world religion, a organization of united religions. He goes on and says, now, given the fact that the United Nations has had its day, what, what is needed is an organization of united religions, a UN of religions. It would be the best way to combat these terrorists who kill in the name of faith because the majority of people are not like them, he said. Pope Francis, by the way, gave another address on the environment, this again a, a week or so ago. And I looked at the address and noticed that he, he used the word sin, Many times in that address, the word sin is not a word that he commonly uses. In fact, in our politically correct world, you're not supposed to identify anything as a sin. Addictive choices that you are engaging in in your life, that's just a disease. If you're a rebellious school student, well, this is just a a disorder. If you refer to homosexual behavior as a sin, well, that's hate speech. Radical jihadist violence is just somebody who's mentally disturbed. You get the idea. This is the trend. This is the, the, the cultural agreement, the cultural consensus that you're not supposed to say that anything is wrong, which is exactly what spiritualism teaches. The teaching of spiritualism is that there is no sin. Do what thou wilt. Postmodern philosophy, if you will, moral relativism that says there is no right, there is no wrong. So that's the trend. So to hear Pope Francis say the word sin, I counted it up 18 times in this address, really surprised me because you're not supposed to say anything is a sin or right or wrong. You're not supposed to, meaning in the cultural mores of our time, in the dialogue and the discourse, according to political correctness, you're not supposed to say anything is a sin. But he said sin 18 times. And as I was thinking about that, there are certain sins that you're not supposed to talk about, but others that you can. If it relates to the the ecological sins of our age or the social sins of our age, then you can call those sins because Pointing those out and exposing those actually plays right in to the system that they're trying to build, this one world political and religious movement. So if you point out the error of false religion, well, that was a sinful thing to do because it's hate speech, as it's called. If you have the wrong light bulbs on at the wrong time, that is a sin because it is an ecological sin. And so he literally was talking about these things in terminology that you would normally use in religious discourses, but which he only reserves for this. Pope Francis says homosexuality is 
you know, who am I to judge? An atheist, you know, maybe they can be saved. Who am I to say? You know, he, he goes into this, this whole moral relativistic angle continually, except when it comes to the environment. Here's where the absolutes are. We all must agree that climate change is caused by human activity. The, warm, the globe is warming because of carbon dioxide emissions. And this human capitalist scourge upon the world needs to be combated with a true global political authority. And, of course, we need to question the market-based freedoms that we've had to begin with. I won't go into all his quotes on that. I've covered that in great detail about a year ago. You can listen to all the old radio programs on 11thHourDispatch.com. But that's the latest of what's coming out of the religious movements of our day. It says in Revelation 13 that the whole world will wonder after the beast. So we can expect that it will take place. It's happening already before our very eyes. How about in science news? The New Scientist reports, mind-controlled nanobots could release drugs inside your brain. A man has used thought alone to control nanobots living inside a creature for the first time. The technology released a drug inside cockroaches in response to the man's brain activity. We are living in a crazy dystopic sci-fi movie or novel in our it's the 21st century. It's all the crazy things that you could imagine. Futuristic, unbelievable things are happening now. This world is not going to go on for much longer. UK Sun, speaking of that, reports that cops using artificial intelligence to stop crimes before they happen. Researchers Warn. Talk about a dystopic, futuristic scenario of some sort of surveillance police state. I mean, we're kind of living in the early stages of that already. But when you talk about Revelation 13-style enforcement of no-buy, no-sell laws and the crackdown on religious liberty... How about this one from the UK Sun? It says, in a major piece of research called Artificial Intelligence and Life in 2030, researchers from Stanford University said predictive policing techniques will become commonplace in the next 15 years. The academics discussed the crime-fighting implications of machine learning. What is machine learning? This is talking about AI technology. This is talking about the, the collection of vast swaths of data and the inputting of that data into predictive types of algorithms that can then say, we believe that that person is going to commit a crime because of such and such data. It, the probability is such and such, and we're going to go ahead and prosecute right now. There was a movie that Hollywood put out about this called the the minority report but uh, this is this is not movies this is real and um, it says in the hands of cops ai has the potential to have a massive impact on society by allowing law enforcement to have an overbearing or pervasive presence cities are have already begun to deploy ai technologies for public safety and security a team of academics wrote so this is already happening by but not to the extent as described will happen in 15 years from now, they say, by 2030, the typical North American city will rely heavily upon AI technologies. These include cameras for surveillance that can detect anomalies pointing to a possible crime, drones, and predictive policing applications. Machine learning and AI is already used to combat white-collar crimes such as fraud. So it's already watching online transactions, but they're talking about surveillance cameras watching everything in society, detecting anomalies and any sort of 
predictive type of uh, data that could be fed into the, the computer algorithm and the AI technology can then spit out a red alert pursue. It is also used to automatically scan social media already to highlight people at risk of being, quote, radicalized by ISIS. You can imagine that's a reasonable thing to do, but it's not going to stop with ISIS. We're seeing Revelation 13 being prepared to overturn religious liberty. And you know what we do with that? We lift up our heads for our redemption draweth nigh and we fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. See you next time. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. Truthfulness. Our God is perfect honesty and truth. God cannot lie. Another way that we distort the truth as adults, when we make jokes, where we say things that aren't true, to us it's just light humor, it's just silliness, it's sarcasm, it's exaggeration, it's whatever we might call it, but not truthful. So we've tried to eliminate that in our home. Too much just joking and jesting borders sometimes on the irreverent, and we've lost our sense of reverence in our culture today. It's a matter of respect, a matter of of reverence especially in spiritual things, and, and being respectful for others as well. By your own example, teach your children to pray. We're talking about reverence here. Pray with clear, distinct voice. Thus they can offer their simple prayers, repeating the Lord's Prayer in concert. Parents should not only teach, but command their children to enter the sanctuary with sobriety and reverence. Brought to you by BeltofTruthMinistries.org.